All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Milan Lucic, and you're watching Nasty Knuckles. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast, with your host, Terry Nasty Sotomayor, and former Philadelphia Flyer enforcer, Riley as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? Oh, Rigorelli out in the palm trees somewhere, I'm sure, acting like you're in the peg. Don't lie. You're not in Winnipeg. Dude. In the peg in my parents' basement, <laughs> rocking the pod. Now, do you that have a bedroom? Shit. Do you have a bedroom like you had in my basement? A little something <laughs> a like little that, a little twin bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you fit in that thing. Oh but, my god! Like, don't don't act like you're there. You're you're like who in knows? Paradise, now. Hawaii again. Yeah, right. Hawaii, Hawaii Jamaica. You just go all over. Don't worry about me. I'll just hold the fort down here and. I appreciate you doing try, that. Try to get things going. We uh, missed you last week because of just uh, some conflicts with the schedule scheduling that we had with a couple people. So um, it's good to be back. Great guest today. And uh, I miss you, buddy. I don't know yes, what I, do. I, I haven't seen you. In a, it's been a week, dude. I, you're not usually apart <laughs> that, that much, man. I know, man. You're looking good. Looking oh, fresh. Dude, bubbly. The, I'm bubbly. I'm <laughs> the gym i've been i i got back after it i couldn't stand looking at myself anymore it's just awful fat as a baby seal but uh 
getting back after it now. Anyway, brother, are you ready for next Friday? What's next Friday? Oh, it's a big tailgate. <laughs> yes, our buddies, Clear Rum. Yes, fans of Philly. Uh, we got a DJ. We got it's gonna be a party, brother. I can't wait. It should be I a beautiful night. Wait. Yep, time to relax, hang out. Well, don't fall weather. asleep on us because around sevens when you're starting to dial it down a little bit, but you're I'm right. not going to, I'm not going to let that happen. No, no chance. No chance. No. Yeah. Love to see everybody come out and join us. Uh, it's going to be packed. Anyway, the Dodgers are in town playing the fills mm -hmm. um, four to seven. We'll be there a little early. I got to get, make Riley do a little work, get things set up and, uh, but it's going to be a blast. Can't wait. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. We've been talking about it for a little while and, yeah. Finally got in the docket. Ready That's to rock. Right. Let's go. See Nast and Prime Prime Show. Oh, let's four. hope. <laughs> let's hope I'm a <laughs> listen. I was overserved last time, yeah, so don't yeah. don't blame me. Yeah, dipping Wasn't into those my clears. Fault. Dipping into those clears, Nast. <laughs> oh my Better god. Look out. They're, they're so good juice, though. Oh, it, it'll probably be warm. And those things on ice, boys, put a little fruit in there. Oh my god. Oh, you're mixing best, in the electrolytes best, too? Nice. Oh, yeah, Ooh. man. Best summer cocktail you can find. <laughs> Clear rum, man. I'm telling you. Woo. I'm telling you. Looking forward to I, it. Have you uh, – so getting into a little hockey here, we're, we're down to the finals, man. It's uh, I love when the playoffs start because you got two games a night no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. And then now it's down to – you know, it's the finals. It's It's been pretty exciting, I would say. I'm – more watching the east side, I think, has been a little bit more exciting for me. But um, you got the the Panthers, since we last talked, they ended up sweeping the Hurricanes. It's hard to call it a sweep. It was a sweep. But, man, those games, they all could have gone Tight. either way, right? Oh, like, yeah. You know, the first two in overtime. Yeah, they basically played five games because Incredible, <laughs> game one was, you know, nearing the end of uh, the fourth overtime, I believe, right? Fourth overtime yep. with, you know, under 30 seconds to go. Um, just crazy. I actually stayed up too and watched it, but, um, this Kachuk, man. Wow. Like talking about bringing it to another level. Oh man. Um, and, and not just him, it's everyone on their team, Bob, you know, all these guys, uh, it, it just, Bob allows six goals in four games, man. That's a rest. That's a recipe to win. No when doubt. Your goalie, when your goalie's doing that. And, uh, man, it was just, they're, they're just a hard team to play against, man. They've, they, they've been amazing. We've talked about it a lot, obviously, with the, they're in the finals now. Yeah. Yeah. I like what I'm seeing. I mean, they got all these components, right? I mean, they're set up for playoffs. These guys are yep. stepping up. The guys that are supposed to be stepping up, they got the grit, the goaltending. I mean, all the elements that you've seen over time win Stanley Cup. So, I mean, it's going to be an amazing series. I think this one goes seven and it's going to be a dog fight. I hope uh, so. I I think you're right, man. And, and, and like you said, all the, like watching Florida play, man, I, I'm pretty sure you saw the hit Sam Bennett laid on Slavin oh, behind yeah. the net. I mean, clean, clean as could be, but I mean, that team's hard hitting. Like, yeah. All these guys, uh, man. And, and, you know, Vegas is a shy team. Like they, they put the body out there too. So like you said, this is going to be a great series. They, you know, they end up beating the stars. Ottinger, uh, he had a, he had a pretty tough series, man. He was, he was just up and down. It's, it's hard we just talked about Bob. It's hard to win uh, when your goalie's inconsistent like that, you know. Um, but uh, Jason Robertson played well, young guy, man. He's a, he's an up and coming star. He's already is a star, really, uh, for Dallas. But uh, William Carlson ended up five goals. 
in the series. March saw seven points. Um, they and, and you know Hill coming in for Bourgeois, If that's if I'm saying that correctly, I don't like he he play, he played great. Yeah. What were your thoughts on you know the two game suspension? You know they win those games, and then they, and then they just lay an egg. You I know? mean, like lay six an Cobb, egg. like how does that happen with him back in the lineup? I mean, just like scratching my head. Like where? Yeah, is the, it's where's crazy. the urgency? I I told I told a story the other day. I, I think I've told you before, but I remember the last time I was in Dallas when I was with the team, still with the Flyers. <clears throat> we came out and played really well. So, you know, played one of those really good road periods. We're up one or two, nothing. And I had to fix someone's equipment, uh, shoulder pad. I think it was Michael raffles, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, I go in to do it. And Jamie Ben is laying in to the boys in Dallas locker room. And I was like trying to get this shoulder pad done <laughs> before he came around the corner. <laughs> Cause he scared the shit out of me and it worked because they came out and they ended up mopping us up like five to two. But, um, yeah, to see a team just – I hate – we've said this before. I hate to say they weren't trying, but, man, it was just bad. It was a bad – you couldn't even yeah. watch it. Like, I was yeah, actually yeah. flipping around. Uh, it was ugly. But uh, congrats to, to Vegas. They played well. Now they're in the fight. They're in their second finals, bro. I know. It's such a young franchise, man. It is incredible. It, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the way it's gone. I mean, I'm, I'm still going, still going. Panthers, the distance. Just, uh, you know, obviously beating Boston. That was my pick. Yeah. Uh, from the start, which is a huge disappointment. It was both but, of our, yeah. But uh, you know, I just, I, I just love what I, what I'm seeing with that team. You know, obviously Cuzzy, you got Bob, Alex Lyon, uh, yep. the Butcher. You know, Radko Gudis there. Just these guys. Just uh, well, obviously one's Flyers in the Flyers organization. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but everyone stepped up their game. It's just uh, it's, it's it's nice to watch. And he said, you said uh, you talked about Matthew Kachuk there. Um, man, is he shoving it up their ass and just yeah. playing with a chip on his shoulder? And I mean, epitome of a power forward, right? I mean, yeah. clutch playoff performer. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I mean, I'm yep. actually excited. It'll be interesting how they deal with this gap, right? I mean, they've been off yeah. since how many days now, and and they're not playing till Saturday and. That's no joke in the middle of playoffs, you know. You're hot too, right? Like, yeah, you want to keep playing. You're you're rolling, and yeah. So it will be interesting to see. Um, I I I just have a feeling the way they're playing, they you know, they need to be ready the first five. Like you know, coaches always say that. The boys always say that in a room. Of course, let's worry about the first five minutes. Like, let's kind of keep it even and and not let them jump on you, uh, like they did in Dallas. God, if that would have been in Vegas, the roof would have come off that oh, place, right? you know. No but uh, yeah, like you know, Florida's going to have to come out and play a pretty simple uh, first period, probably. But they've been able to do it every series, so you know, I don't think they're afraid. That's for no, sure. No, no, guns a blazing, nast. Yep, you got to be. Both teams coming out. I like to see Phil the thrill thrown in. <laughs> Call right? Johnny Stevens. Yeah, you know, Phil in there. Mix him in there. Fuck, get me in, boys. <laughs> get some speed down the right side. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, moving on from that, I can't wait, though. It's going to be exciting. Uh, yep. Canada, you must be proud. You oh, guys won so the world proud. championship. Yeah, our boy Scotty Lawton. Uh, yeah. Our guest today, Milan Lucic, on that yeah. team. Um, it was pretty pretty good worlds. I watched quite a bit of it. Um, games were 
games were really interesting. It was I hated to see obviously US lose and the way they lost the last two games. Uh, the you know both games they lost. The goalies were pulled on the opposite side, and then they end up losing in overtime. Uh, after they get scored on to tie the game, they lose in overtime. But it was pretty cool to watch Latvia being at home and meddling. Uh, it was really cool. I was actually in Latvia for my first world championships with uh, Team USA, oh, and it was right. just a great – it was such a great time and and uh, just a cool little city, man. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun, um, and it was, it, was really, it was really neat to see the excitement there. I mean, those people, they – like that crowds was, of people that, that was that was everything to them and I, you know oh, yeah. this past year i had uh two latvian kids on uh, my junior team and uh i was messaging with them and uh and they were just you know obviously so excited but uh hated to see us lose but it was pretty cool to watch the latvian guys celebrate it was it was the biggest thing for them oh so yeah it was cool yeah. uh other that hockey another news. Gold, another gold for Canada. That's all. Oh, just relax. <laughs> you guys are so cocky, man. God. Oh, man. Uh, I can't stand it. No. Uh, I'm kidding. I was pulling for laws. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was yeah, so nice to see, nice, it's nice to see him uh, pull it out. And, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, it's good for the country. You could could use a win now and then, you know? Yeah, I mean, you guys aren't going to get a Stanley Cup in Canada, so yeah. might, might as well Get you right. another world, world championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had one in Philly in a long time. Oh, either, I know. Man. It's a little dry spell now. Yeah, a little dry spell. Um, other news. The Penguins. Oh. Hired Doobie. Dubin- Doobie. Not Dubinsky. Not Dubinsky. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Doobie. Uh, Dubis hired as uh, president of hockey ops. And the rumor is our boy Spez may be the GM. Yeah, what a job coming right out of playing. Wow. wow. A little tee up. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny too. We I know we talked about uh Dubas how animated he was uh up in the box during this series and they had they had a camera on that man <laughs> the yeah. whole time. Spez and Spez like just chilling. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, he looked like he wanted nothing to do uh with Dubas, but uh I'm stoic. Yeah, yeah. In so moment. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um and in Toronto, in his place, they hired uh Brad tree living as their new uh, GM. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, what happens there, what they do. I've seen some tweets going out about trading some flyer players in Toronto and, and this and that, but everybody's going to probably poke in the bear there just to see if they want to get rid of any of their uh, top, top end players, because it hasn't worked. Of course. So, yeah. I want to backtrack a little bit on doobie there though. Oh, like okay. how, how that went down in Toronto, how his, his, his last presser, He's talking about coming back, maybe, you know, just kind of feeling out how, and reflecting on how the season went, but definitely yeah. not going to go anywhere in the next week or so. And then sure enough, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's, 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 he's in pit, you know. So obviously there was something behind the scenes that's, you know, ha- hasn't been revealed yet in conversations. Yeah. Obviously his heart wasn't there. He was just, uh, you know, just, just speaking to the media and giving lip service. But yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's the business. You got to do what's best for your family and opportunity. He gets, you know, I guess a larger role, right? More control, more power there. Um, So, uh, but I thought that was kind of funny. Spin Chick actually posted a video of of it. And then, you know, uh, following it up was, uh, you know, the the credits of Kirby Enthusiasm, you know. (laughs) It was so funny because it was just like a bunch of bullshit. Just feeding feeding the media, just uh, whatever you want. But no. 
I get it. You got to hold some stuff to your to your chest sometimes. And yeah, kind of like Jonesy game. did here. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> except for yeah, except for he didn't even he didn't even get in the media. It was, it he was so it was so great. quiet. It was perfect. What else you got, Nast? Uh, well, uh, the Butler. Capitals the Capitals have uh, hired Spencer Carberry as their new head coach. Um, so you know anyone stepping into that that role as a head coach, I. I I got to wonder if it's a little intimidating with Alex Ovechkin being on your team, you know, like I'm not saying Ovi has any control. Like I'm not saying he, he does anything or says anything to the coaches. You got to do this or that, but like, still it's got to be a little, uh, I don't know if intimidating is a word, but it's, it's a, actually, it's a special thing, you know, knowing you have that guy that's probably going to break the record for goals. Yeah. If he gets, if he's able to stay healthy, knock wood for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was an interesting hire, I thought. Um, predators he's mentally prepared us on that. Just got to mentally prepare, you know, and figure out how you're going to work with this guy, right? It's like some version of a strategy because you need your horses, right? And yeah. you, you know, it's like you can't go in there flexing and all that stuff. So I think working with stars is always some bit of uh, uh, a strategic game, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, these are, these are human beings and, and good guys for the most part, but they also are superstars and they have been superstars for a long time. So there isn't a, a certain way you got to, you know, coddle these guys, but, but also not, uh, you know, not showing the rest of the squad that you're, you're throwing these guys any favors by any means. Yeah. But, right. Uh, we'll see how that goes though. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else do we got here, Riggs? Oh, in, uh, Nashville, uh, you know, Barry Trotz, he, he, he let Johnny Hines go, uh, I got to work with John Hines uh, a few years back uh, at the World Cup. He's an awesome guy. I thought he did a pretty damn good job there, but I think they just wanted to, you know, change it up. And Andrew Brene uh, is the new head coach there, um, which he did a great job in Florida filling in for, you know, after uh, they had to make the change there a year ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I know they were talking about retooling, which we were <laughs> we heard yeah. a little bit about that here. I, I bet you it's a little different there. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, and the other thing I did hear was that uh, I'm sure everyone heard Lavi, uh, Peter Laviolette has uh, you're hearing his name linked in with the Rangers. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Because he's, he, you know, Lavi, as you know, you played for him and I worked yeah. for him. He, he's a running gun guy, man. Like, yeah. he, you know, so um, be interesting to see. I know they did. Uh, they also interviewed uh, Hines as well. You know, yeah. since he lost his job with Nashville. Right um john john As they As yeah they yeah should, yeah right? yeah so few things going on man oh uh, yeah a lot of movement the finals and then uh you know before we know it we got the uh we got the draft coming up the end of this month so yeah yeah fun time of year right yeah man wrap up the playoffs and start building well obviously already building for next year you know start p- yeah. piecing in the coaches general managers presidents all that stuff so always uh always on the move yeah, He's for always sure, trying to man. get better. Yep. Ready to rock, uh, Nast? I'm ready to rock, brother. Episode 119, their boy, Milan Lucic. We're ready to go. Let's, Let's go. go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. This week, we are so jacked. Riles, I think this is the first guy that's never played for the Flyers in our 100 and some episodes. But one of my favorite players ever to watch since he's been in the league. A Stanley Cup champion. Re- most recently, World Championships for Canada, Mr. Milan Lucic. Luch, what's up, you big beast? 
<laughs> not much how you guys doing thanks for having me oh man thank you for joining us man yeah. i know it's been a bit of a shit show for you the last probably few few days with being over there winning and all that man to tell us a little bit about it yeah it was a lot of fun uh you talk about it being a bit of a shit show if you can believe it uh so we went on sunday night and then they had us on a 6 a.m flight out on the monday morning out of helsinki <laughs> oh. So yeah, so oh. uh, the, the the celebration <laughs> with the boys was short lived, but at, at the end of the day, honestly, it was it was such a great experience. I'm so happy I got to go. Uh, it's you know funny story. Uh, you know I, I've been doing interviews all week. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually called Team Canada. You know I I I wasn't invited, so wow. I kind of was like, hey. <laughs> uh, I want to come, you know, because I I'd never played I never played it before, and I knew that I knew the training camp was going to be in Budapest, and I'd heard great things about that city. And then we were in the Riga Latvia uh, group, and uh, Nasi, you've been there, yeah. uh, awesome city. So I wanted to go there and experience it. And to be honest, I, I'd never played for Team Canada. Um, you know, when I was in my prime in my heyday, uh, you know, we were always in the playoffs. So I. I you know, I never really got a chance to go. And, you know, the way the way the season ended and the way things went, you know, it was kind of, you know, I felt like I still had, you know, juice in the tank. Yeah. And I, I still wanted to play. And then, you know, Toffoli and Uyghur were going. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm I got I called my agent. I'm like, hey, you gotta call Doug Armstrong. Tell him I want to come. Um, and then he called me and he said, Hey, I, I invited some guy here back. Um, you know, if there's a spot, you know, we, we'd love to have you come. We didn't even know you would want to come. And, you know, he called me back like two days later and said, Hey, yeah, there's a spot for you. If you want to come, I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. And the cool part was too, is I got to bring my wife and kids out. Um, oh, that's awesome. So they got to experience it with me. You know, you talked about Stanley cup, you know, I was 23 years old when I won that. And, uh, you know, I didn't have kids back then, so I didn't get to share that moment with them. So, you know, uh, you know, whenever, you know, even though our roster kind of looked thin before uh, we went there, you know, you're still on Team Canada, you know, you still got a chance to win. So I was like, you know what, it'd be cool to celebrate this with my children. And, and you know what, I look at, I even got to bring the trophy. Oh, home. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Go, oh, so, yeah, my God. I, you know what? No way. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Canada is here in Calgary. So, like, their headquarters. So uh, I, I'm still holding on to it. They, they still oh, haven't called. Man called me to get it back for me so i'm i'm I've been, just don't uh, answer yeah right yeah, <laughs> I was shut my phone off actually so yeah right. Phone calls right now I, that's I, so I, cool i was gonna say luch like uh obviously i'm american but uh when i was when i was able to do uh usa stuff even though i'm just a, just an equipment pigeon like especially the olympics 2010 man like it was like the coolest feeling throwing a sweatshirt on and said USA. Like it must just been a, a dream of yours, like uh, being Canadian and throwing that sweater on. Cause I hear so many guys talk about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you grow up watching world juniors and, and world championships and Olympics. And, you know, I think my first memory of team Canada was, was uh, 2002 when they played the U S in the finals in Salt Lake city. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it, I, there's always a little bit, uh, I guess, a little extra pride when you put on uh, your national team jersey, no matter what it is. And, uh, you know, the cool part, too, was was to see the other nations and the other countries, you know. Like, I think the biggest turnout 
was Switzerland. You know, when we played Switzerland and Riga, it was, you know, it was, it was almost to par of when we played Latvia in the first opening game of the tournament. And, you know, to see all the Czechs come down and the Slovaks come down and, you know, they're walking around with their flags and their scarves and you're going to old in Riga, you know, they're, they're representing the, the colors and the flags. And, you know, you talk about 2010 and during that all-star break, because I'm from Vancouver, I actually went to Vancouver for five days because I wanted to, you know, I kind of wanted to experience the Olympics a little bit, you know, in my hometown and, you know, had that same kind of feel, you know, everyone walking around, you know, showing their nation's colors uh, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, it was cool to be a part of. They they cheer differently than we do. Yeah. You know, yeah they like right. and shit. You know, I'm like, yeah. what, what like, you know, we were setting up our breakouts and our PP, our power play, and they were kind of getting mad that we were holding it on the half wall for too long. <laughs> they start whistling, and I'm and I'm going, what the hell are they whistling about? And every time one of their players fall, they're whistling and they want a, a penalty call, and the refing sucks. Yeah, as, as you know, nasty like yeah. <laughs> but, but it was it was it was cool to be a part of because it was something different you know i i'd never experienced anything internationally before you know and, I, and i'm about to turn 35 here on wednesday and uh you know to be able to experience that and and like you said to wear you know the 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 canadian you know flag you know you know the canadian jersey you know it was a, a pretty huge honor and and you know i'm i'm glad i got to do it yeah, yeah so I, cool it was, it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I know when I was in uh, Riga, I believe that building, if it's the same one, had just been built, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and I had a tough time some of the time watching the game because of the cheerleaders <laughs> dancing behind me. Had on a swivel mask. Dude, I did. I, I needed a neck brace after that. But uh, no, in all seriousness, it, it's such a, we just were talking about it, it's such a cool cool city and and uh it's so much fun that was my first time at international being in anything like that and, and like you said just watching everyone from all these other countries and like you said you know, they got the, those little paper helmets on and their, yeah. their scars and all that shit it was it, it was a blast man so yeah. congratulations that's yeah awesome. that's, that's so cool I, I love that you reached out and 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 you know offered your services you know the, the wily old vet you know wanting to go play for the country i think that's super cool and then to do it in front of your family Gotta be super special. So props to you, man. That's uh, yeah, man. That's awesome. He had a chance to play with our boy uh, Scott Lawton there too. How was yeah, that? Yeah, you, you know, and and it's funny because, uh, and then you get to meet you guys. Like you talk right. about Lottie. You know, uh, me and him always kind of. Well, I always kind of went after him every time we played this guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> why? Yeah, and then uh, you know, and then you end up you know meeting meeting guys like that. And you end up you know, becoming teammates and, and good friends. And yeah, so that just, that just adds to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What a he's, special a, he's a beauty. He's yeah, a he's special a beauty. one. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what you are telling us also is that you're going to be signing with St. Louis since you're a free agent. Cause army was the GM. <laughs> no. I'm going to call chief. I, I got to get no. on the phone with chief here. I'm oh, sure you'd yeah. have you in a heartbeat. Um, talk about that a little bit. Free agent. What, what are you, uh, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I guess, yeah, it's just around the corner. It's it's a couple of weeks away. Uh, first off, you know, it's it's you know, I, I've been through it once before, and it's uh, 
it's kind of a crazy process, you know, talking to teams, seeing what teams want, seeing how, seeing what teams are interested and all that type of stuff. And I think, I think that's the main point in, in my career now is, is kind of seeing who's interested and, and, and what role they want me to play on the team. And you know what, I, I, I still know that I have a lot, lot to give, you know, I, I've, you know, if you, if, if you go on hockey DB and look at my, you know, my stats, I, I haven't missed a lot of games in my career, especially for the way that I play. And, yeah, um, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I went to the world championships because I felt like I still had juice in the tank and I, and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky and fortunate that my body still feels good that I, I feel like I can still play, you know, two to four more years. And, you know, I, I was, I was, I got to be teammates with a former flyer, Mark Recchi, for two and a half years. That's right. and, yeah. and the thing he always told us was, you know, you play, you play as long as you can, you play until they kick you out of the league until you, until you can't play no more. And I've, I've always, you know, when you're, when you're 22, 21, hearing that, you don't really understand it, but now getting up to 35, you understand it. And, and at that age, 35 is rolled. But now being 35, I, I don't feel old at all. And I feel like I got a lot left in the tank. So, you know, it's just talking about talking to teams about role. Uh, you know, you know, I, I still I still want to play uh, you know, on a night to night basis. So you you see where you fit on whatever team comes calling and you know, and and just have those honest, you know, and all you want too is on their side is honest conversations because that's you know, yeah. Well, there'll be teams that'll tell you and promise you everything, and then you get there, and it's a totally, totally something uh, else happens. And I've seen it happen with players that have come to camp, and you know, and all that type of stuff. So, but at the end of the day, you know what? And, and I said this in earlier interviews in, in this past week is, for me, the main thing is is, is I want to have fun coming to the rink every day. I want to enjoy coming to the rink every day. I want to. I want to enjoy my teammates. I want to enjoy the dressing room. I want to enjoy, you know, competing, you know, with the guys that are wearing the same jersey as me every single night. And, you know, I I, I want to – and that's what makes it fun for me. It makes it fun to not only compete in games, but, you, you know, competing in practice, working hard together, you know, um, mm -hmm. having the same goal, everyone being on the same page, going out to dinners, you know, having nights out with guys, you know, that, that that's – that's the that that's the enjoyable part of of being a pro athlete and an NHL hockey player is you get to experience that you know with guys and you know that's you know that's I've always been a guy that's always really enjoyed that uh, part of it and you know that's something that I want to continue to do and um, and the main thing is for me is I've always been a competitor and I've always played to win and I'd love nothing more than to you know, to then to to win a Stanley Cup again, so that that plays into the decision as well. 100%. Yeah, for sure. You, you got the you, you got the right attitude, absolutely. And I, you know, I can't think of a team that wouldn't want a guy like you on their team. You know, besides your character, I mean, you're one of the last true warriors still floating around the league, right? And uh, but obviously, at the end of the day, you mentioned it. Like, you got you got to find a place that you're going to play, and you're going to be a you know a, a good spoke in the wheel there, and have fun doing it, right? You don't want to be you don't, you don't want to sign somewhere and then get caught up in that, uh, you know, wishy-washy. You know how it goes when you get older. But, yeah. you know, watching you this past season, you know, you 
it's it's almost like you've kind of re revitalized yourself, you know, you know, playing playing a lesser role, but you know, you're still bringing it, and you're probably, you know, fighting more than most 34 year olds would, you know, at at that time and place in their career. So, you know, props to you. I, I can't imagine that you're not gonna have a shortage of teams interested in you. So, yeah, good luck sure. with that. Should be. Well, and, a, and another good thing is 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 the price point, right? Like one <laughs> thing that hurt me the last couple of years was being a six million dollar AAU. Right. So now, you know, the price point helps, helps me as well. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Have you been uh, watching any playoffs? Uh, before I went to the world championships, I was watching, uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of the game, you know, even on, on nights where I'm not playing, I'll, I'll, I watch hockey and stuff like that. And especially in the playoffs, I love, you know, you love when it, when, when it goes up another gear and yeah. you know, guys start going at each other and, and, and all that type of stuff. It, it's still fun to watch for me, but when I was in Europe, it's kind of hard to watch when the games yeah. are on at three in the morning, but yeah. you know what, now that I'm back now, I'll tune in and watch the Stanley cup finals for sure. Yeah. What, like, uh, obviously you played with Matthew Kachuk. Like I, you've, like you said, you've been gone for a while, but you've probably seen some highlights. This guy's like brought it to another level. Um, I mean, just big goal after big goal. And, their whole team actually is, has has played uh, amazing, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt when uh, Bob's uh, standing on his head in the net either. Well, it, you know what? If you if you look at historically all the teams that get to the final cup, it's you know their goalie is a is a huge part of that, and yep. and yeah, like uh, ever since he got put in in that Boston series, he's just been in absolutely insane, and yeah. You know what? It's it's, and I and and you know, being a guy that's been through it, you know, when you hit your you hit a peak or or you hit a prime, and then you lose it, you know, it's 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 great to see him find it again, right? You know, yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I guarantee you, he'll tell you, like before this, it probably wasn't fun for him. Right. You know, he was probably going home, you know, second guessing himself, you know. Uh, being like, what the, like, what the yeah. fuck do I gotta, like, what do yeah. I gotta, like, you know, like, even for me, like, you know, when I was going through hard times, you're like, what do I gotta do? Do I gotta work harder? Like, but then you work harder and it's like you're in quicksand and you, you, you start going down more. But to see him kind of find it again, you know, for someone that's been through it, it's, it's, it, it you know, those are the stories and, and things that you really like to see. So, uh, let's see if he can get it done because yep. you know the last four wins are the hardest ones to get, and they're That's playing it. a really good team in Vegas. And you know what? I, I've been I've been through it too. Where I remember in two thousand nine, we finished first in the in, in the East, and uh, we swept Montreal on the first round, and we had nine days in between from when we played uh, Montreal and Carolina with with New Jersey, and then we played we played Carolina. Who was a six seed, and we we kicked the shit out of them in the season. We we beat them four times out of four, and then all of a sudden, boom, they were rolling, and we were sitting around for nine days, and then we were all of a sudden, boom, we're down three one in the series. So let's see, you know, Florida's got ten days off here. I know. So yeah. let's see, you know, and and they were they were rolling, and yeah. I've been through it too. Like if if you guys remember ten years ago, we won that uh, that game seven against Toronto. Uh, where we came back in that game seven, yeah. and then boom, we went, we beat the Rangers in five, we beat Pittsburgh in four, 
And then we ended up, you know, we ended up losing Chicago. But still, when you hit that high, so I know what they're feeling. They hit that high, and they've been like this ever since. So the 10 days, you it's know. a lot. Can, it's a lot. They can mess with their momentum a little bit that they've, that they've been, you know, playing with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I that we we were talking about that earlier. It's 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 a long layoff, man. I I didn't think it would be that long, but I don't think anyone saw them sweeping Carolina. But all those games, I, I'm sure you saw the one went four overtimes. I mean, they basically played five games really yeah, <laughs> instead crazy. of just four. But uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a fun. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good final. So Riles just predicted it to go seven, and he's got the Panthers. So. I got Panthers all the way since they since, since they well, lost yeah. Boston. <laughs> yeah, since they lost to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> beat Boston. Um I, I actually think I think Vegas is gonna win. I got yeah. I'll I'll yeah. take Vegas in six. Okay. There you go. All right. Um going back a little bit, uh, bud, the um going back to uh, 2009, 2010 when we ended up playing you guys and you guys are up three rep. Rex scores two in game four. To send it to overtime. I remember Rousey going in the locker room. You're just like, wow, you know. And then Gagne scores. We end up coming back. Obviously, that couldn't have been good for you guys. Like that's just a rotten feeling. But uh, do you think that for the next year that helped you guys going through that shit show, if you want to call it that? I think so. Uh, I've said it. I think I've said it since the summer of 2011 that I don't think we win in 2011 unless we go through 2010. Uh, right. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because, and to be honest, when 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 Mike Richards hit David Krejci and put him out, that was, you know, mm-hmm. that, and, then, and then you guys got Simone back. Yeah. You know, like, so you take away our best center. Yeah. And then you guys get one of your best wingers back. That's true. You know, I know. And, and he then, was hot too. He yeah, was hot. He was hot. Yeah. yeah. And then he came back. What he he scored like what four goals in the five games that he played? Or something? <laughs> yeah, something he like scored. That. Yeah, he scored an OT winner. And then he scored the game seven winner. He scored, I think, he one scored in two game in five. game five in Boston. Yeah. We won yeah, three nothing, I think. Yeah. So he was hot, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I re- so I remember. So yeah, he yeah he so he scores the overtime winner, and I'm like. And we were all dressed and like, all right, you know, we're going home. We'll get him in game five. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom. Well, did Bush go down? And then Leighton yeah. came Layton in. Came yeah, and came in, yeah. And Bush goes down, Leighton comes in. And all of a sudden, no one could score. None of us could score on Leighton for, for <laughs> yeah. whatever reason. And then, yeah, I think we lose that game 4 nothing, and, and, and Gag scores two goals. And then all of a sudden, we're like, okay, now they're going back into their building. Yeah. And I remember, you know, that was that was when the everyone's wearing their orange shirts and, and yeah. you know, and then you're you're you know that was back when the warm up tunes you couldn't even talk to the guy beside <laughs> you. Yeah. So loud. It was you know and you know what it was it was actually my favorite place for warm ups. Philly was always my favorite place for warm ups, and because of that series in 2010 and the one in 11, it, it, it was probably my my favorite place to play on the road just because of like the, the hole and like the orange and the people yeah. up top who get off the bus trying to spit at us and all that type of stuff. It's just <laughs> telling us to fuck off. And you know, it, it's just yeah. great. You know, I, it's, it's just, it's as, a, as an athlete, that's what you want. And, it, and then the Boston Philly thing and all that type of stuff. And then, yeah. and then, you know, 
What? Well, who was? I think it was Ashton who scored first minute in of, of, of game six, and then you guys went up two nothing, and I think I scored six on five, and then we lose that game, and then you we come home to game seven, and and then you had two in the that. first. I scored two goals in the first to score to make it three nothing. And then I, I still remember it, and I still remember the feeling. I think it, it, it was it JVR. JVR, JVR scores yep. a goal that goes off Mark Stewart's stick that was yep. lying on the ice. And I'm like, oh, man, the fact that we didn't get out of the first period up 3 nothing, yeah, and it's 2 nothing, or we're up 3-1, now it's a two-goal lead. And I'm going, fuck, now 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 there's some hope on that side. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then and then Hartsey scores and then Briere scores in the wraparound. And then I think I come in and in the third, I hit the post. Uh yeah, I hit the post in the third. And then we kind of had so Mark Savard comes for a change. And then I, I, if I remember right, Claude didn't really call up the next line. So Mark Savard came for a change, and nobody jumped. And then Vladi Sabaka jumped. And by that time, Savvy went back into play, and Vladi went back into play. Oh, we got no. too many men call. Right. And right. that's when Simone scores the series winner. Yeah. And then there you go. It's the it historic comeback. And to be honest, that the best thing that happened out of that was that our management team didn't blow it up. And they didn't. They didn't fire the coach. They didn't blow it up. They made one trade. We made one trade, and the trade was Dennis Weidman for Nathan Horton and Gray Campbell, mm, and that was right. it. And then everything else stayed the same. And you know, it just took. Like I said, 2011 for us doesn't happen. You know, us being champions doesn't happen without going through what happened in there in 2010. That's yeah, amazing. you guys, you guys, you guys uh, swept right through. You didn't make a mistake. The next year it was funny. Uh, you know, Maddie, uh, one of the equipment guys uh, in Boston's a good friend of mine, and uh, I remember you guys were up three nothing, and and uh, <laughs> I said to him in the hallway, I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna come back again." And he's like, "He goes, no, you're not." I'm like, "Oh no, I'm telling you right now." And then he like looks at me like, "Really?" And I'm like, how do I know? That's so and he's like, no way, man, no way. We're fuck, we're gonna put you guys away. I said, I know. And by the way, Maddie, I was talking to him yesterday, and uh, he said, you're an equipment guy's dream. He said, never had to touch your stall. Three sticks taped only yeah. on your rack all the time. He said, just such a pro, such an easy uh, player to deal with, man. So that's a huge compliment coming from an equipment guy, even though he's your buddy. He was and Riles. Riles was a little better than you, Luch, because he only had one stick taped. Because this fucking guy would, <laughs> oh, I would yell at him because he never taped it. Tape? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He never. He goes, I don't need, need tape stick. on it. Yeah, I didn't need it. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, good. man, and, and you get to raise the Stanley Cup, which just must have been the best feeling in the world, I would imagine. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was especially like for me. I'm being from Vancouver too. I got to yeah. do it in my hometown. And then doing it for an original six team, you know, it was right. their first cup in 39 years. Uh, and it's pretty pretty crazy to think about it. I mean, the Bruins have only won now one cup in the last 51 years. It's it's and they've had some really great teams, you know. Yeah. Even this year, one you know, the best know. team ever. And incredible. And yeah, and you look back at the 
the teams with Cam Neely and Ray Bork, you know, yeah. they they, right. they just run into the Oilers twice and they can't get it done. Just while well, the Flyers ran into the Oilers twice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was a kid. My dad was doing what I did at that time with the Flyers. So he lost. I think my dad lost three three finals. I lost in one. Yeah, it's, the- and it's and you know what? And I lost in one final. It's a shitty feeling, man. Like, uh, and and to be honest, like, it, uh, don't get me wrong. It's it's the best feeling in the world, uh, winning that Stanley Cup. But I I I think about that one we lost more than the one that we won. If that if <laughs> interesting, yeah, crazy as that is to say, because you because you just think about it and yeah, it's it's it haunts you. Yeah, it it does haunt you. It yeah, does. I can see that for sure. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, I had a funny story. I don't know if you remember this, Luch, and I don't know if uh, Zach Ronaldo ever mentioned this to you, but uh, the year, the next year after we had uh, won, Reno's first games in NHL were in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I, right. I remember. Yeah. So <laughs> after the game, you know, I got I'm taking the skates back to the skates zone because we had two sets of gears. So just throwing the skates in and and I run back in, grab my bag as I'm walking out. Zach's coming out and he's walking beside me. And you were over uh the buses were parked and you were over on your cell phone, minding your own business, just whatever you were <laughs> whoever you were talking to. And you just kind of like look over like just because you're looking around and and Reno's right beside me. And he goes, what the fuck are you looking at? I said, <laughs> I said, you what, don't say that shit to him when I'm beside. <laughs> this guy's going to grab us both. He said, fuck that. I said, I'm trying to get in the van. I'm trying to lock the door. And you're just like, oh, whatever, dude. But uh, you knew you had us beat. But I, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Zach? And then, you know, you guys end up playing together. He loves you, man. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he, was, he was telling me that you guys were the bad boys of the bubble. Oh, I don't know if you can give that away, yeah. but that's what he told me. <laughs> no, well, it's, well, it's funny that that just goes to show about hockey. You know, like you can you can hate a guy and want to fight a guy one day, 
and then the next day you're teammates and you, and you love the guy and yeah. you know I, I still keep in touch with Rhino and I and I I, I do love um uh, and I actually remember that I think he played his first game against us uh it was that afternoon game one game yep. and and I even I well he was he was it was like six two and he was being an idiot so in a oh, scrum really? I caught him <laughs> with a huge left and I I remember I dropped him pretty good and uh anyways uh yeah so I got him pretty good uh in the scrum and then I remember him standing there and he did I remember him chirping I was like whatever who's this guy <laughs> yeah I think there's a there's a video one of your, it may have been Thorny Cakes. Thorny said, turn around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's it, what's yeah, your name? Turn around. Miners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but yeah, it was uh, – so anyways, so like telling that story about Rhino. Rhino liked to do that stuff. And uh, so anyways, because we're all in the bubble and everyone's kind of looking at – everyone's kind of around each other, all that type of stuff. So, so Rhino wanted to be like the yeah same type of thing, and I was like, yeah, whatever. We can just eyeball everyone and you know intimidate, and, and yeah. he would be like, what the fuck are you looking at? And I'd be like, yeah, what are you looking at? And, you know, that's awesome. Flex, and that's what I, that's what I liked about him. You know, when he, if you needed a guy to have your back, he was. Yeah, you know he he was he was there for you, so that's why you know that's why me and him got along the way that we did. Oh, I'm sure. Luch, I'll tell you a quick story about Zach. So his first development, it was development camp, right, Riggs? Yeah, it was. Yeah, playing. Riles was playing, and uh, Riley and I were out watching. They scrimmaged. They had these kids scrimmaging. Well, because of him, they stopped the scrimmaging. And I'm not (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. He hit three guys, right, Riggs? He, hit, oh, he had three he hits. Hit. Oh, he, could, he, like he was like a shark in the water. Yeah, man. he's a shark. Like, yeah. He hit three guys, Luch, put them out of the camp. They couldn't skate the rest <laughs> of the time. And then after he hit the third guy, this one poor kid who actually played um, on our team, uh, Dale Laliberte. Remember, yeah. Riggs? He oh, was yeah. actually – he played a little bit against you guys when we when we came back in that series. Uh Lally goes up to him, probably never fought in his life, but he felt like he had to do something. Every all the brass is upstairs. <laughs> Zach just absolutely folds this guy up like a lawn chair, and Lally comes and grabs him. <laughs> Rhino, one punch, boom. Now he's out four guys in about five minutes. <laughs> and he comes by my office and he's like, Riley's sitting in my office. He goes, that was for you, Cote. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nice job, dude. He's like, you might have made the team. Just like three yeah, minutes you, there. I think you're, uh, and and you know what's funny after that was Paul Holmgren came down to my office and he goes, did you watch uh, the scrimmage on the, the Phantom side? I said, yeah. He goes, who's your favorite player at camp? I went, Zach Ronaldo. He goes, yeah, I know. You probably want him to make the team, don't you? I said, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. But, but you know what? Like, just to add on to that story, like, like that's what – you had to do what you had to do to get noticed. You had to do what you had to do to make the team. And like to go back to the fighting aspect, I mean, I wasn't drafted into juniors into the WHL. And the only reason why I got a shot is because I would fight, you know, they'd be like, Oh, this kid can fight and he's big. And then they're like, Oh, he can play too. So like, you know what I'm saying? And then even, even my first year as a 19 year old, when I made the Bruins, I fought, I think I fought, what was it? I fought three times in, well, I fought one time in a, we, we played a rookie game against New Jersey. 
I fought Mark Fraser there. Then I fought in uh, I fought three more times in uh, preseason, and then I fought four times in the first ten games of the season just to stay just to stay in. And I remember Cole Julian telling me um, my last year as a Bruin, you know, uh, just just to kind of motivate me or piss me off or kind of you know get me going because that's what he liked to do. And you know, he said, "Oh, when you know you when you were a 19 year old, we only kept you around." because you could show that you could hold your own and you could fight. So, you know, it said my, my, my whole point is to just to add on to Zach's story is you, you had to, you got to do what you got to do to get yourself 100%. recognized. I know the game has changed today, but back yeah. then, like you had to, like I said, I made it as a 19 year old because I could yeah. fight and I yeah. could hold my own. <clears throat> I fought some big boys, you know, right off the, right off the get go. You know they they probably they probably weren't super heavyweights, but you know they were you know they were all well they nice. were men they were yeah, men they were men, and then you know that's what that's what kept me around, and then all of a sudden oh wow he can play too you know just the same yeah. old story, and then you know my game took off from there so you know you know what like some people might hear this story about Zach and say oh what a what a nutcase what an idiot you know that's that's not hockey but you know what you got to do what you got to do to make the team. And I, I, I give, I give praise to Zach because I would have never have gotten noticed unless he did what he did there. Yeah. And you sure. in a place in Philly, like there's no better place to do it. Oh, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that was still an era where there was still, uh, you know, fights in, in, in training camp and, you know, eventually they squashed that because there'd be, you know, guys just, just stage fight all the time. Right. But, it's, it's evolved. It's evolved so much. We don't see any of that anymore, but you're right. I mean, that's exactly what you had to do. I mean, there's no other, there's no other way for those types of guys. I mean, obviously Zach was a lot more skilled than myself, but like if, had I not, if I had a not act like an idiot, like I'm certainly not <laughs> trying to make the team as a skill guy, you know, it's like, it's just one of those things that had to happen. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I love hearing your story because it's, it just, it just shows, it, it just shows, the, the dynamics of how the game was and, and what you had to do to, to get noticed and, and, and earn your stripes to actually get a chance to show that you can play. Otherwise there's probably several guys that were better, better hockey players in the sense of skill wise, but you know, you add this dimension of toughness and grit and stuff that they can't bring super powerful. And then yeah. show that you can play as well. Right? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Right. It's the gravy. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, and not to mention like, when Zach came in, you know, the Bruins, we were the champs, right? right? So, you know, every team had to, like, we were the team to be. And then you had, you know, you had myself, uh, Chara, Thor Thornton, yeah. uh, Nathan Horton, McQuaid, uh, you know, uh, Greg Campbell would fight. You know, yeah, we, we kind of had every, we had every, uh, you know, we had every weight class covered, you know, by multiple guys. So, you know, you know, we kind of helped. I guess our team kind of helped that out as well too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. And it's funny you, you say all that, Luch, because you've actually seen and Riley was obviously played at the same time. You've watched this game really change, like it's changed a lot, right? But and like you said, you used to have to go in. You're 19 years old. If you're not grabbing guys, you you, you may be going back to junior, right? Like you, you just don't yeah, know. Exactly. But the, obviously, it's changed so much. But you were there when it was still. I don't want to say it's not a man's game. It's a man's game, but it was a man's game then when you first yeah, came in. I, I agree, but 
what what a lot of people try to make that argument, the, the thing that I say is look at the teams who make the finals. Look at the teams who are still winning. They still have, you totally. know, they still have meat on their yeah, team. Right. And I'm not yep. talking about meat, like fighting meat, just, just straight up fighting meat. I'm talking about, you know, big, heavy guys, guys yep, that yep. are hard to play against. And, you know, I, I, it was my, I remember it was my 10th game of the year and uh, 10th game of my career. And, you know, it was the first time played the Flyers afternoon game. That was the one when Riles and Thority had that great fight. Oh, and, right, yeah. uh, and, you know, I fought eager right after that. But I remember, you know, our squad going up against your squad. And you guys you guys still had, like, Hatcher and floating around there. Yeah, and, like, yeah, you, you and Eager on the fourth line. And, you know, and then on our team, we had all the meat with, like, you know, you know, like the big, heavy, strong guys. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, what a lot of people like forget to like look at is like you look at Tampa, they were close all those years. Mm-hmm. And then they added size and strength to their back end just to bolster up some meat. And, you know, adding Pat Maroon and, yep. you know, the last, you know, last two years with Corey Perry and some other guys on their fourth line, you know, like I think that gets overlooked. That, oh, it's a fast-skilled game. It's a fast-skilled game. A lot of these fast-skilled teams aren't playing anymore. That's <laughs> so, right. You know, you so, know yeah. they're not there. And, and right. not, that, not that these teams don't have, you know, they're not skilled and they're not fast, but I'm just saying that heaviness and that meat and that man's game that you're talking about, you know, that still is what gets you to the end. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so true. Yeah, let me – yeah. I'm going to go with the Panthers here, but you know, I like to look at Radko Gudis and even like this Nick Cousins. I know he's not a meaty guy, but he's like a grinder. You know, he grinds it's and he's Bennett, hard to play against Sam Bennett. Crushes yeah. guys. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no secret there, right? It's just, it keeps proving itself to be true every year almost, right? It's, it it's never going to change. The formula never changes. Never. Uh, you know, so. maybe the fourth line gets a little more skilled, but at the end of the day, the, the formula never, really never changes. You need, you need that. That, that heaviness that grit which is it's fun it's fun to watch man it's just that's meat and potatoes it's you know all the analytics all the skill in the world is just like you just kind of go back to the, the basic elements of the game it's just it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing to watch so yeah. i love to hear that you know it keeps people you know it, rem- it reminds people that, you know the, as, as skilled as the game has gotten that it, it, you can't move too far away from the essence of it yeah exactly the yeah. of it um Speaking of some, uh, the, the battle of Alberta, you've been on both sides of that. Is that, I mean, like I watch every time that Calgary and Edmonton play, I, I, I try to watch, uh, I'm a ho- bit of a hockey nerd, so I watch a lot of hockey, but, uh, what, what was that like being in Edmonton? And then now, you know, you've been in Calgary the last few years. That's well, a real thing, what? right? Or yeah, the, la- the last two years, it's been, it's been good. Uh, it's funny. Cause my, my, my first, well, my years in Edmonton, uh, you know, we it, it was it was interesting because the Battle of Alberta was it, it was it was there, but it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really as big of a rivalry as it as it is right now, and I think it took some. T- and uh, I remember my first year; I think we we beat Calgary every single game, and then my second year we both didn't make the playoffs. And then my third year, Calgary was really good, and we sucked in Edmonton, and so it was it was whatever. Yeah. And then and then my actually my first and actually ever since I've been in Calgary, it's ramped up because both teams, 
were always competing for playoff spots. Right. And so, yeah, now, and, and now, you know, you know, my first year there, they had the, the goalie fight and, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Line balls, uh, you know, some incredible games and then meeting in the second round of the playoffs last year. So, and, and, and you know how it is just even talking about Boston Philly, you know, how it was when we played each other, uh, you know, now that it's back and alive again, I think it's great for hockey, and I think it has people talking about, you know, Calgary and Edmonton more because out east, you know, we're on at 10 o'clock Eastern time, so we kind of get lost. But now that it's going again, I think it's great to have those rivalries, you know, uh, more rivalries in hockey. So, uh, you know, it was fun to be a part of. It gets kind of crazy, to be honest, because you think about it. It's a, you know, provincial rivalry. Uh, it's a three-hour drive away. Uh, the Edmonton fans get right up in your face. I mean, it was crazy. Like, when we played him last year in the playoffs, we had, like, Edmonton fans follow a couple of us around. Like, the one – yeah, the one guy oh. followed Backlund, in, you know, on the elevator and, and, and into – not into his hotel room, but right up to his hotel room. Wow. That's yeah, ballsy, that's, man. That's ballsy. Yeah, it's it, it gets kind of crazy and you know every time i every time it's it's at the dome i always ask our uh our uh our our secure our head of security oh, oh how many fights tonight you know <laughs> yeah. and, and vice versa when it's up in edmonton but i i would say it's probably you know 65 35 oilers fans versus flames fans just because i mean oilers had the the Gretzky Oilers yeah. and, and yeah. you know, the 80s Oilers. So they just naturally have, you know, a bigger fan base because of that. They have yeah. Connor McDavid. So, you know, there's he's a lot right. of other fans. Yeah, he's okay. He's he's decent had <laughs> How'd you enjoy playing with him? Uh, 150 points this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. You know what? He's great. He's, he's, he's a good, great teammate, obviously unbelievable player. Uh, you know, it's it's just a matter of time until he has, you know, yeah. he he has that 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 success that he deserves. So uh, he obviously has an individual success, and he's chasing chasing that Stanley Cup. But if, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of time. Hey, he's fun to watch, man. Yeah, no sure. doubt. You've had you had an opportunity to play with uh, play for some amazing coaches, and obviously Daryl Sutter being your last. Uh, we, we always ask guys that we have on the on the pod that played for Sutter. Any Sutter stories that are, are, are worth worth sharing? <laughs> you know what? He's 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 awesome. Uh, he's he's really great. Uh, you know what? He's he, he's hard on guys. He's old school that way. Uh, you know he, he he never lets anyone off the hook. That's that's one of his things. Like, mm -hmm. and and he and he's. You know what? Like, even if you're if you're if you're on a winning streak and and guys are starting to get a little too comfortable, he'll come <laughs> and just like he'll just fuck it up. Be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys so like? What do you guys you guys think you're great? Like, you know, so, like, but you're just like, but but you understand, like, you know, as I've gotten older, you understand, you know, what he's doing. You know, he's yeah. he's he's always preparing you. He's preparing you for the playoffs. He's preparing you for when games get tough, he's preparing you for when, when, you know, when it's crunch time and, and you're, and you need it to need it the most. And sometimes his, his philosophy is 
he's going to be the bad guy. So the boys rally together and go out there and do it. You know, right. yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah Chief, yeah. Chief Craig Barubi's told us so many stories, but even Brian Boucher does some pretty good imitation of Daryl, you know, with the tie on done spitting in the floor down, like in the crouch <laughs> pointing and shit. Chief, <laughs> Chief, Chief said we, we'd get there early. Chief was always early at the, at the rink when he played him. Uh, that's how old I am. I actually had chief as a player, uh, but uh, he's like, we'd be in a locker room, music playing a little bit. I said, you guys had radios back then when you were playing in Calgary? He's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, but he's like, you know, having a coffee and taping a stick up and we're laughing about some of him and, a, you know, another guy. And all of a sudden Daryl grabs his arm. What's so fucking funny? Why are you guys smiling? You know, and he goes, holy fuck, it's quarter to four. We play at seven, you know, but, but he loved Daryl. He's like, he loves Daryl, but we hear all these funny stories about him. That's why we asked. You had yeah, him twice too, right? I had him twice now. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I really enjoy him as yeah. a person. I enjoy a joy play for him. And what's funny too is, is he's actually, you know what? He's not what you think he is because he comes across the way that he does in his interviews and in the media and stuff like that. But he 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 does it because it's it's almost like a Belichick thing or or a, 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 a like a Greg Popovich thing. Like yeah. it's like you what matters is what matters in in the locker room. And I'm not going to give you anything because right. I don't want other teams to know what we're doing. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's a game. And it's great though too. And every morning I'd come to the rink, and he'd always have every he'd have stuff written all over all over the the whiteboards and he'd have uh, sayings and numbers and, and sometimes just one letter and he'd have it all over and I'd grab a coffee and I, and I, and I would go and read it all. And I, and I would try to figure it out. I would try to figure <laughs> out, okay, what's coming, what's coming today. Like, yeah. you know, but like also he's, he's also very smart. Like he, he sees the game, like no one that I've ever played for. Hmm. Like he, he could see, the other team's neutral zone. If, if the other team makes an adjustment as far as their neutral zone forecheck or their forecheck or defense or whatever, he sees it on the bench. He doesn't need to go watch video. And he plays, and, and it's like he's able to make adjustments right on the bench and, and all that type of stuff. So it's 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 really, like I said, he, he's not what you think he is because of what you see in his interviews. He's He's – like I said, he's 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 the most intelligent coach that I've ever played for. Um, his motivational tactics could be, especially in you know in today's age, could have been a little bit better. <laughs> um, but he is who he is. He is yeah. who he is. I'm not going to change for anyone. Um, and at the end of the day, like 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 Chief told you guys, you'd run through a wall for the guy if he yeah. called if he called Chief today. Chief would do anything for him. If he called me today. You know, I, 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 I've been to his ranch. I've been to Viking three times to go visit him. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, like I said, he, cool. and, and you know what? Vice versa. If you needed him for anything, he, you know, he, he'd be the first one to help you. He's that type of person, and I'm, I'm glad that I've, I've gotten to play for him uh, for, for three full seasons, three and a half seasons. Yeah, yeah. I love to hear that. There's no secret why he's still floating around coaching the NHL, right? I mean, he's doing something right, and. Maybe his strategy is a little bit old school, but it's 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 working to some degree. He knows how to push buttons, and and everyone we talk to he says the same thing you do. There's this like this this respect, you know, because he's not what he's not what is presented in the media, right? It's just a game for him. He just plays. 
he just toys with the media and uh, yes. and there's nothing but respect and um, all that behind closed doors. So yeah, I love to hear that because it's you always wonder what makes you know, especially the old old school strategy around getting guys to work and, and play. You know, like the mind games. You know, we talked a lot of guys with Mike Keenan stories, and it's obviously like probably a little a little bit different than than Sutter's style. But um, you know, well, and, we were together uh, in Chicago, so it might right. be yeah. Yeah, well, it might yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, probably more a little more fear based back in the day, but nonetheless, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, screwing with guys' heads, right? And it's like you know, making them think and all this other stuff, which I think is is uh, is valuable because you know, you, you know, like guys get loose, right? You said like you got it's going good, guys get a little too comfortable, and that's when generally when you sh you start shitting the bed, right? You get a little too comfortable, and, and guys get a little too loose, and then you got to have someone to check the guys. So I think those old school guys do that well. Well, yeah. and, and, and for me, that was, that, that's what got the best out of me, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and if you guys talk to Claude Julian, he was, he was probably harder on me than, than anyone, but, and, and, and in the moment you hate it, you're like, what the fuck is this guy all over me? Yeah. For? Yeah. Literally, right. I'm literally doing, I'm like hitting everyone. I'm fighting. I'm scoring. Like what the fuck more <laughs> does this guy want? And he's still all over me. But it was because, like you said, he never wanted me to get comfortable. He never wanted me to feel comfortable because when I did, then my my play would start to go this. But I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. He saw it. So that's why he always kept me in check, you know, and uncomfortable so that I'd come and, you know, be my best. And, you know, looking back at it, it was it was it was the perfect thing for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, speaking of that, uh, Luch, like coming in, obviously we talked about you being, you're only 19 years old. Uh, who kind of, was there, was there one guy in general or was it like a kind of a group effort with Chara and Bergeron, all these guys like that kind of took you under their wing being a, I mean, a young kid, like you're still, a, you know, 19 years old. Well, uh, it's funny. Um, I got to bring this up. It's that same game that I talked about where, uh, Riles and uh, Thority had that unbelievable fight. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but Randy Jones hit Bergie from behind. Yes. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He missed the rest yes. of the season with a concussion. So I, do. I didn't really get – the first year, I didn't really get to play with Bergie. But uh, I was lucky because back then, as you guys know, you know, there was a lot more guys in their early 30s on a team. It's you know, true. it was, mm -hmm. you know, I think there was more guys on that team that were in their thirties than us in our twenties, you know, or me at 19. Right. And I was, I was lucky that I had a, uh, there was a lot of guys help me out, you know, and, and I think, so my first line mates were Glenn Metropolitan and Sean Thornton. Metro. Uh, oh, there you go. Metro. Yeah. <laughs> flyer. Uh, you know what? Two, two unreal guys, two guys that honestly, couldn't be better. Couldn't have been better for me to play with, and couldn't be better for me to be teammates with. Because uh, me and Metro were both trying to make the team. Metro was on a PTO, yeah. so we were at the hotel together. So and, and Metro was there by himself. So we would always go uh, to dinners together, you know, because we were staying at the hotel together. So to have an older guy like that, you know, and he had a car. I mean, I didn't have a car yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So you know, he he'd take me out for dinner and. And he's the first guy that taught me like birds in the bush and all that type of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. And he's, and, and he's, as you guys know, he's one of the best for me anywhere. Uh, uh, so, you know, he was great. And then, you know, being line mates with Thority uh, was awesome. And, and you know what, me and Thority really helped each other because 
you know, I was a 19-year-old trying to establish myself, and and Thorey was also trying to establish himself too, because that was the first time I think he really signed. You know, he signed a three-year one-way contract, right? And he was, you know, he he was establishing himself as well in the NHL. He was already established, obviously, in the AHL. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, it, it's very impressive what he did. You know, 600 games in the A, and then 600 in the NHL, and yeah. he literally fought everyone. Yeah, and you know what and and me having him you know to take care of the big boys like like Riles and and Brashear and LaRock and like they were super heavyweights back then yeah you yeah. know and and Peters and Buffalo and then you know I I would kind of get the second guys you know and, but we were you know and and but I would take some heat off of him cuz then he wouldn't have to fight everyone every night but he would take heat off of me then because I wouldn't have to fight everyone every night. So we did a really good job of, of, of feeding off each other. And he did a really good job with me as well, you know, keeping me in check. You know, not that I needed to keep be kept in check too much, but you hey, you're a young guy, like you know, this you need to do this, you need to be, you know, you know, it's just the usual things, picking up pucks in practice, don't be hard on the trainers. You know, yeah. You know, you're not supposed to be on the table. You know, all <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. But then Thorny would be the first guy, you know, to take you out to dinner on the road. You know, yeah. So yeah. He, he was as hard. You know, he was hard on young guys, but he'd be the first guy to take you out to dinner on the road. And then you know, we had other guys too that really helped me out. You know, I lived with Mark Stewart, uh, who was great. You know, I never lived anywhere. You know, I was from Vancouver, played junior in Vancouver, so I was never too far away from my parents. So he helped me out with that. Mark Savard was in the building right across from us, so uh, I spent a lot of time with him. I'd go over to his house. We'd watch hockey together a lot. Uh, you know, I had Glenn Murray there too that that helped out. And also having, you know, Big Z in his prime, right. being the biggest, baddest, you know, scariest guy in the <sighs> league, but also playing 25, 26 minutes a night. You know, it was just a good situation for me. And to be honest, I didn't really know much about the Bruins history. I didn't really know much about big, bad Bruins. I didn't know. I didn't know really know anything about the city of Boston. Uh, So, you know, that year was a big learning curve for me. And to be honest, you know, maybe maybe other than Philly, you know, it it was it was probably the best place that I could have ended up. Totally. The way that I played, how I wanted to play and how I wanted to establish myself. And I, you guys will remember, remember the crowds back in Boston when I started. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's insane. Like eight to ten thousand. Oh when yeah. When oh, you first got, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, when I first got there, it was like eight to ten thousand, and it was that and low. That's crazy. yeah, it was low. I, I remember my season opener. They announced thirteen thousand. There must have been six or seven thousand. They, <laughs> I remember on Tuesday nights they had. They had college nights. If you were a college kid, all you had to do was show your uh, ID card, and it was $10 in Section 310 or something like that, which is insane to think about it. And unless we were playing in another original six team or you guys or um, or Montreal, you know, that was the only time we had big crowds. Other than that, I was like, fuck, I kind of want to go back to junior. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all out. Well, I'm serious. We won the Mem Cup the year before. Yeah. Junior crowds were better than it was in Boston. I was like, "What the hell is this all about?" But then it changed. Yeah, pretty quickly <laughs> like said, for you guys. Eh? Like I said, Big Z coming in, 
And then me and Thority coming in, you know, we kind of, you know, and then we had a bunch of other guys with Ferentz. And then I said, like, Nathan Horn, McQuaid, yeah, yeah. Boychuk. Then we get this big, bad Bruin type of team in. Exactly. And we have a goalie with attitude with Tim Thomas. Yeah. And then Tuca takes over after him. Everything. And then we get that, you know, then we get the little guy, uh, Marshy, in the mix. who Yeah, yeah. Uh, really uh, Fuck, would stir man. things up with everyone and everything. Uh, so yeah, it was like I said, it, there was no better place for me to start and establish myself the way that I could have. And, and, you know, I, it, it was, it was a great eight years and, you know, I, I still think about it and how lucky I am to, to, to have had that in, in my life. Yeah, man. Like that's amazing. You, you, you're, you're sitting at 1173 games, which is amazing and still going strong here. And, and to spend eight years in one place is, is fucking amazing to be honest. And, then add on everything else you've done so far. And by the way, talking about the big bad Bruins, did you ever, uh, did you know what uh, Derek Sanderson's pregame meal was? Back I, when he played? No, I, I don't. Uh, a couple he, cigarettes or? Uh, no, he said a steak and a blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, exactly. What a he is. Yeah, and, and hey, that was pretty cool too. Is I, as, like I said, I didn't really know anything about the Bruins history. Getting to, getting to learn, getting to meet all those guys mm-hmm. and be buddies with those guys. Yeah. Was, uh, and then uh, my second year, they did a they did a DVD Bruins history. So you know they 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 broke down the whole uh, history of it and all that type of stuff. And then we had the Winter Classic against you guys. That's right. Yep. And then I was actually injured, so I didn't play in that one. But they did a first skate at Fenway. And it brought in, and and actually the team was on the road, but I was hurt, so I was stayed back. So uh, I had I, I went out with all those guys, and it was pretty cool because like everyone was there, all the all the all the retired numbered guys were there. Uh, a lot of the you know the seventy two guys that are still around were there, and then uh, all the guys from the eighties and all that type of stuff. So wow, that's it was awesome. pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Like you know, it became you know good friends with Ray Bork and and John Busick and. And even, you know, Derek Sanderson and, and Bobby Orr, who's one of the best guys that you'll ever meet. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, and Cam Neely's, you know, our president and all that. Yeah. Type of stuff. So <laughs> it was Super pretty cool, cool to, you know, to, to, be, to be one of those guys, you know, at the end of the day when you look at it. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. That's, that's a, it's a great franchise. That's for sure, man. Yeah. So many similarities with the Flyers, you know, it's yeah. like it was, they got of all those teams that are so, so similar. They got the, you know, the Broad Street Bullies, Big Bad Bruins, not a shortage of uh, toughness, <laughs> yeah. you know, back in the day. Well, we just sort of battles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys just, you guys just need someone to take the, Take the reins away from those the championship guys in the seventies, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. That's exactly it. It's about time. Guys have been the champs of uh, Philly for too too long. Uh, I know. I'm gonna tell you, no, never too long. But you know, that's need it. some uh, need some new blood there. They, like they, like the they need guys. it. Oh, they yeah. need it. That's for yeah. sure. It's been a long, long yeah, time. The man. city knows it. That's for sure. They're feeling it. So we'll see how that goes the next uh, couple of years in the in the rebuild. So. But, uh, you know, I, we really appreciate you hopping on there. Luke. Yeah, man. Um, I know you got, you're a busy guy and you know, you're still just riding the wave of the, the, the championship there. So appreciate you taking the time out to hop on with us. Yeah, no problem, guys. You know, I, 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 apologize, I apologize, Luce, to the, our PJ 
couldn't come grab you. Riles is, <laughs> Riles is in Hawaii. I wanted you in the next studio time. with me. <laughs> in Hawaii. We'll do it for the next one. That's it. All right, hey, man, congratulations, brother. Uh, good luck this year, free agency, man. Yeah. Um, you deserve the best, dude. You're, you're an awesome guy. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time, man. Uh, have a great summer. All right, a big thank you to our friend Milan Lucic Luch for hopping on. An amazing guy and what an amazing career. Toughest still, guy, still man. floating around. Uh it's it is amazing if you just like he said, go on hockey DB and look like you just look, man. Like playing eight years in one in one place is pretty amazing. But uh he to keep going, you know, Edmonton, Calgary, uh, that year in LA. He had a great year that year too. We didn't yeah, really get did. to talk about that. There's so much to talk to him about, but uh great guy, man. I met him a few times over the years and <clears throat> always stopped, shot the shit, man. Just a just a great guy. Yeah. Uh wish him wish him the best of luck this summer. Hopefully, uh, you know, he ends up somewhere where he, you know, he wants to be. I, I, I would imagine he wants to go somewhere warm. I would think being, so. <laughs> being in Calgary, you know, in, in Edmonton, but um, great guy. That's one of those guys, man. We talk, we talk about a lot, Riggs. Like, what an important piece in your room. Totally. You know, he shows up. Uh, you kind of mentioned like the, the production's going to go down when you don't play as much. Obviously, sure. the ice time. But the guy shows up every night. Um, he's got everybody's back. He's just yep. he's just one of those guys you want on your team, man. Yeah, totally. Character guy, tough as nails, and yeah. uh, as you mentioned, durable, right? I mean, oh, yeah. how many guys that play that type of hockey can play man. that many games every year, right? It's uh, it's impressive. So, and, and the fact that he that he said, like you said, Riggs, like the fact that he feels good. Yeah, you know, that, exactly. that's it's a lot of games, man. That is, <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of games, a lot of years, and and that, I, I'm so happy he shared like that he reached out to Team Canada, man. I that's, love that. That's, that's so, so cool. that's so cool. And he ends up winning. And the guy's, you know, he's a badass because he's got the trophy still. Yeah, right. That's a, <laughs> no kitchen. one's taking it from him. <laughs> no one's taking it. Uh, I but, love it. But thank him, man. He, he, great guy. Appreciate appreciate him jumping on with us. Absolutely. Well, now, what time is it? I believe it's time for Clear Rum questions brought to you by Clear Rum. Oh, yeah. And you know, we've already mentioned it, but let's say it again. We've got the tailgate next Friday in Lot M. Oh, updates. Update. Party lot. M. We got our all our friends from Clear Rum going to be there. Fans of Philly. We got a DJ. Oh, we got yeah. you. We're going to trim that beard. Yeah, We're I think make so. Make that into a contest. Yes. <laughs> if we got enough guys there, I'll just have them hold you down, and I'll just buzz, buzz it right down. We'll shave this into some sort of uh, <laughs> piece of art. You look like ZZ Top ZZ right now. Top. All right, Nast. All right, let's do it. Not Bill Nye 69 on Twitter. What should the Flyers do on draft day? Trade up, trade down. Who should they target? Should they sell assets? Thoughts? Well, I think Danny Danny did a interview this week and he's he's gonna listen to anything, right? Absolutely. Um, he even mentioned Carter Hart. I don't think Carter Hart gets moved. I think it would have to be something crazy. To move him, you you've got a number one goalie here. We've 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 talked about this a million times. You you've waited on a guy like this. I don't think he would do it, but he's got to do his job and listen, right? So yeah, I, you, know, you go you go to the draft. You you never know; someone may come to him with something. But in my opinion, I think you go for the best available player. 
and I believe Baller was saying most of these guys in the top ten are are, are forwards. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you go into it targeting. Oh, I need this defenseman. Uh, obviously they're doing our homework, but I, I think you take the best player and I don't know if you move up or down unless something really good is offered to you. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, I fully agree. Unless uh Blackhawks give Danny B a ring and want to, want to move <laughs> <laughs> old Connor Bedard. Uh, you know, every, everything is for sale. If the price is right. Uh, I yeah. think you got to listen, as you're mentioning, we've talked about this before. I'm not sure they're, they're going to go out of their way to do something stupid uh you know if it makes sense you know i think uh, there might be a deal with whatever assets they do have but i don't think uh they're they're going out of their way to to, to make a move that's not necessary so i agree well we'll see how it plays out but um yeah, yeah i think uh, as you mentioned the, the top 10 forwards are forward or top 10 picks are forwards um so um uh, again i i think i think you go after the best available player that's available yeah whatever that looks like so we'll see Moving on, Notorious PIG on Twitter. What effect on the room would trading TK or Lots have to buy into towards the system and become team leaders only to be traded? What message would that send? Uh, again, if somebody throws something to Danny and he and Jonesy as well, I guess, and they feel like it's going to help the team, they're going to do it. Um, I wouldn't want to move either one of those guys. Like, like you said, they, they, those are two guys that bought in and um, they're leaders on this team and be tough to watch a guy like TK who's coming into his own now and scoring goal. Like it's tough to give away goal, you know, give a lot of goals away if you're going to get rid of him and he's not old, you know, he's still a kid. I mean, you know, mid twenties here, but, uh, but, if if you get an offer and they feel like it's it's good enough, you know, I think they'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Just echoing what you said and what we just we just talked about. I think I don't think they're sh- actively shopping these guys around. Uh, I just think that if there's some amazing deal that makes sense for the betterment of the team and the future of the franchise, then they would potentially move a guy like that. But I don't think they're actively looking to move these guys. Uh, right. But, you know, we'll we'll see again. We've seen some crazier things happen, but it has to be it has to be right for the organization. You know, Danny B and Jonesy's first couple moves, you know, they're going to be crispy moves. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to be sure. very well thought out. So, um, yeah, we'll see. You know, time will tell. Moving yeah, on. for sure. Moving on, hockey tough guys on IG, Mister Cote. How do you feel about George the Rock saying you're one of the toughest guys he's ever faced? And I do remember that comment back in 2008. I think I think it was actually the pound for pound toughest guy. So yeah, uh, you know, he did maybe say a little different animal than the, the toughest guy. But uh, you know, obviously coming from, I would say, top two toughest guys at that time, him between him and and uh, Donald Brashear. Yeah, um, very meaningful. You know, so I mean, I think it was after that Pittsburgh fight that he almost knocked my head off. <laughs> Um, but I, but I did tag him pretty good and it was a pretty good fight, you know, considering yeah. I'm, uh, you know, undersized and he's a super heavyweight, but, uh, I've gotten to know Georgia a little bit and super respectful guy. And, you know, for him to say that is, is meaningful, you know, yeah. uh, specific at that time, you know, at that time I'm no longer a fighter anymore and, you know, could care You're less not? where I, <laughs> could care less where I fit in, in the grand scheme of tough guys. But, uh, in the moment, it was certainly patting the ego a little bit, and uh, it, it yeah. kind of 
helped uh, make sense of all the work I was putting in and fighting all, you know, sometimes I would wake up and be like, what am I doing here? And, you know, to have a comment like that certainly uh, yeah. adds value to what you're trying to accomplish. So big Georgia, Poo. big Georgia Poo. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I was, that was awesome. I remember reading that the next day. I thought that was really cool yeah. and deserved and deserved. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. And last one here, Augie. One one two two on Instagram. <laughs> I know her. Nasty. How often do you call your mom? Well, obviously not enough because she put that on there. It's so funny. <laughs> Quickly, I called her yesterday on my way home uh, after Elvis's practice, and uh, she's like, "Did you, did you see my note on your on nasty knuckles?" And I was like, "Your note?" She's like, "Yeah, I said nasty. How often do you call your mom? I thought that's why you were calling. And I said, no, mom, I was calling you. So I got to have to make sure I'm calling more. Oh, uh, yeah. But appreciate we'll bring you. Her on the pod. August. Yeah. Bring oh, yeah. Yeah, we have to. She's... Here's some nasty stories. Of when yeah, you're she a might. Hellion. Oh, she might. She might tell you some things I don't want anybody to know. Oh, I'm danger. Uh, no, I love episode. you, mom. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap, Nast. Episode yeah. 119 in the books. Great to see you. Good to see you, too. Let's get on home. You'll be home tomorrow, right? Be home tomorrow, tomorrow night. Back in the studio on Wednesday. Back in the studio. Looking forward to it. Until next week, knuckleheads, be safe. Tune in, subscribe, and have a great week. See ya. Take care. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.